Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, my friends, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Josh here, super excited to hang out with you. And I'm even more excited today because we have a special guest. I'm freaking out. I can't wait to talk to Krista. Krista is a member of the Inner Circle, which is the super fancy pants mastermind group that I told you guys I joined and I just renewed for my second year. It's a high level expensive mastermind. It was a really scary thing when I did it, but it's been worth every penny because I get to meet people like Krista. Now she she's going to add some massive value to you guys because she's almost kind of sort of comes from the home service industry. She's actually a real estate agent, except not a normal real estate agent. She's actually been in the top one percent of realtors nationwide, 16 out of her 17 years in the business. Uh, she's been doing it for a long time. She, uh, she She's an author. She wrote a book called Sell 100 Plus Homes a Year. She's personally sold over 2,000 homes. She's made countless amounts of money doing real estate and now she's a coach and one of the reasons she's in the inner circle is she helps hundreds and hundreds of other realtors uh, break out of the, the trap or not get stuck and to succeed at a high level. She's won two two comic club awards, which means she sold over a million dollars through a funnel using click funnels uh, twice. Uh, it's, it's incredible. I think this will be an interesting conversation and thank you for getting up so early and hanging out with us. Krista, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thanks for having me, Josh. I'm excited to be here. Your well, energy is like contagious. I love it. <laughs> I get even extra energy when I get to talk to people like you because we're going to make it rain gold nuggets on people and we can help people change their family trees. And, you know, one little idea or one little thing that you could share could like trigger something in someone to get them to take action or to stop being so afraid to take action. That's what gets me fired up is, is serving the people that follow what I do. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Take us back, you know, before you were this rock star real estate influencer lady. Uh, how did all this happen? What, what's your story? Uh, well, I used to be a teacher, so I taught third grade for six years. I love educating people and helping people. I kind of, I believe I was built on this earth to serve. And um, my my youngest daughter, she ended up contracting spinal meningitis, and um, she had kidney failure and a multiple strokes when she was three weeks old. And so, um, luckily, they told they told me multiple times that she wasn't going to make it, and luckily she did. She's actually perfect. But when she got sick, I decided to leave the teaching profession so I could be a stay-at-home mom. And I decided to get my real estate license so I could just sell a couple homes a year to kind of help out with the family. And um, when I did that, I found out that my husband was having an affair. And it was his second affair. So I just I, I, I ended up leaving him. So what hoped to be a stay-at-home mom who was going to dabble in real estate had to dive in full force to take care of my kids. So my main goal was to just give them um, as normal a life as, as possible, to not have to make them leave their, their house with, with all the displacement, what everything was going on. And so I was just determined to, uh, after my pity party, of course, for a few months of feeling sorry for myself and losing 30 pounds and basically being a stick figure, um, I decided to get off my butt and make it happen. So wow. that, that happened. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. I'm, I'm learning along with the audience. That, what a tough time. 
That's, I think people, when they look at people like you that are achieving a lot and doing all this fancy stuff and you're an author, they're looking at like the result right now, but it's so common that there's some sort of painful story at the beginning of journeys like this. Your back was against the wall. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. You leave your job and you're on your own now and your side gig is real estate needs to become really serious. That, that must've been really hard. Did you have support? Did you have people mentoring you? How did you get through that? You know, it was, it was really hard. I remember, um, I remember one day it was the first Thanksgiving and I, it was the first time that they were, it was my first holiday by myself and my, my wonderful parents, they're Jehovah's witnesses. So they don't celebrate the holiday. So I was alone. And I remember the girlfriend picking up my kids from my house and it was like three weeks after all this happened and she was driving my car <laughs> and I was like, is this really happening to me? I mean, my God. And so I just sat there and drank about two bottles of wine that morning and was just really at a low, low, low point where I felt like, and I know everyone thinks that divorce is um, like so common, right? It's so common and everyone thinks it's just so normal. But for me, you know, I was taught you stay married forever. And the only reason you can get divorced is if, you, you know, somebody has an affair and you just make it work. And so um, it was devastating. Not so much the divorce because looking back, it was, it should have happened, but the tearing apart of my family, it's like everything I knew was, you know, it's, it's not as easy as everyone makes it just because it's become so commonplace. And I think it's really sad that it is so commonplace, quite frankly. Um, but I, I remember sitting in the, in the kitchen and we had just bought in a brand new house and, um, came home one day, my bank accounts were drained, brand new house, uh, by myself. <laughs> and then looked in the backyard after feeling really, really, um, just like, I can't do this anymore. And I finally, something hit, just kind of struck in me. And I looked in the backyard and I said, you know what? I'm going to fill that backyard because it was just dirt. Because like we just moved into the new house. And I said, I'm going to fill that backyard with the most bitching, excuse my French, pool and play yard for my kids. And I'm doing this. And so I literally just made the decision at that point. And I'll tell you, it was a really rough year. I, I mean, it was hard. I, I, there was plenty of days where I didn't want to get up out of bed. And I just got up and I smiled and I faked it to the world for a while. And um I remember one time with my dad, I was, we were eating, we were eating sushi and, and he was just so happy that I was eating because I'd lost about 30 pounds and I'm already pretty thin. So I was like, seriously disgusting looking. And he was so happy because we were just got our food and I was ready to eat and we were laughing and my phone rang and it was the ex and all of a sudden I just started bawling. <laughs> so that was kind of like my life for about three years, honestly, just like up and down, up and down, up and down with the, with the uh, very, very controlling kind of ex-husband but I still just kicked some serious ass. I sold 69 houses that first year. Um, I, I, you know, obviously made rookie of the year and I killed it pretty much. And then I did every, every year thereafter um, until the market crashed one year. And that was the one year I didn't make it in the top um, 12%. It crashed the second time. And I just, you know, I, I'm a fighter as well. And I think that anyone listening to this, we all have stuff, right, Josh? Like we all are going through something and we're all having hard times. It just, and you look at people and you think that, you know, they're just lucky or it's just easy for them. The truth of the matter is, is that nothing's easy. And you have to make the conscious decision every day to just to keep pushing. And then, and you fall and you get back up and you fall five times and you get back up. And eventually something that you do will stick, but you have to remember that no matter what, you have to keep going, right? Because I mean, I can tell you, I have made so many things I've tried and I've not done well, but eventually if you just keep trying and you just keep pushing, you know, one foot forward, five steps back, two steps forward, five steps back, right? Eventually you still have gone three feet kind of a thing. Wow. So if you're listening. Remember that. That is gold. That's awesome. And I always viewed divorce as like the analogy I like is when you take two pieces of paper and you glue them together, 
you can't t take them back apart very easily without ripping everything apart. So no matter the circumstance, it's a horrible, terrible thing. It's hard on everything, but uh, your back was against the wall and you're, you're a crazy maniac. So you came out fighting like a, like a crazy woman uh, and got big results. Um, let's talk a little bit about the difference between, you know, someone like you and everybody else, you know, real estate is interesting to me because you guys are working with homeowners, home service companies work with homeowners. There's a huge percentage of people that never make it, never get unstuck. They have very moderate to low results. Uh, a lot of times people make excuses or they act like a victim or in my market, it's different or whatever. I got to believe the same thing's true with real estate. That's a, that's like a red ocean of competition being a realtor. It sounds magical until you do it. And it's really, really tricky to do it. Right. Uh, speak to that a little bit. It's so funny you say that because real estate is probably one of the most competitive um, because it's just too easy to get a real estate license, right? Like you, you, it takes more time to get your manicurist license than it does to, be, to become a real estate agent. And everyone thinks it's just this glamorous life. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that realtors are pretty darn cutthroat and they, the, the competition is fierce. So there's nothing different about me than any person listening. Like, do you hear that? There's nothing at all other than the fact that I have a learning disability. I was in group homes and foster homes and juvenile hall, you know, when I was in high school. Wow. And there's nothing different about me other than, you know, there's things happen in your life and you decide one day to make a choice and say, I'm not going to do this anymore, right? Like, I, I know I'm meant for better things and I, you like get yourself in situations if your back gets up against the wall. It's just a matter of, you just got to keep pushing. That, that's it. There's, I guess, I guess the one thing that makes me different is that I will never give up. And I always have learned as I get older to, to look at things and knowing that I'm going to succeed no matter what, even if I fail 50 times. Like I know if I'm failing, it means I'm really succeeding because I'm getting that much closer. Because if I wasn't failing, it means I'm stuck. Like I love what you say, being stuck. Because you know how many people are stuck because they're they are afraid of trying something new or failing or being, being different. So they just stay in their miserable place and they are afraid to kind of take that plunge. And I mean, I don't ever want to look back on any part of my life and go, I wish I would have done something. And one thing I will say, Josh, is, is this, and if everyone's listening, if you just hear this one thing, I believe this so, so much, is that a person's biggest regret in life is when they look back on their life and they didn't fix something that they know they still have the ability to. Mm. And they don't. that's where your biggest regrets come. They come from being afraid to make a change that you know you can do, but that you don't because you let fear set in. And so don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, people. There's this book written. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Grit. And this lady named Angela Ducksworth or Duckworth or something did all this research. And it's really interesting. She was studying like common uh, denominators among high achievers or people that have extraordinary success. And she was trying to figure out like, does, is it your background that kind of is the determining factor? Is it like the education that you got? If you went to a crappy school or a good school, is it the university? Is it your parents? Is it your income? That was a big piece of it. Like if you come from an affluent family, are you more, and really at the end of the day, the whole book is about the determining factor is this idea of grit. Like I, I like the word relentlessness. You're just like relentless. You just doesn't mean it's easy at all. You just keep getting up and taking the punches and keep moving forward. A lot of people I work with, um, they're obsessed with trying to make the perfect decision on everything rather than just moving forward and making decisions. They want perfect action instead of massive imperfect action. And they need to just get out there and do it. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And tell us like what a real estate agent needs to do to be successful that most aren't willing to do. 
So this is not just for real estate. This is, this is, um, so I love what you said there, by the way, like Chet Holmes, the ultimate sales machine. He says, pigheaded persistence. Like you need to be consistent, pigheaded persistent in everything that you do. If you do that, you'll be successful. And that's what makes people that are successful, successful is that they do not stop. And they also make sacrifices. They get up earlier. They go to bed later. They don't scroll on Facebook. They make conscious choices to do things differently. Even if it's only, you know, a little bit at a time, they, they consciously say, okay, I'm not going to do what is comfortable. I'm going to get up in the morning at 5 a.m. Like, I'll tell you the truth. Last night, I couldn't sleep. I was up since 1230, right? I, so I got up at 1230. I worked all night. I went to the gym at 5, was there at 5 a.m., worked out for an hour, came home. I'm exhausted right now. And I was like, gosh, I don't want to do this interview right now. As much as I want to see Josh, I am so tired, right? And I was like, no, I made a commitment to him. He's counting on me. He was so gracious yesterday on a Sunday to help me. Like, I'm going to keep to my commitment. So keep to your commitments, be persistent, and just freaking do it and be perfectly imperfect. You're going to screw up, and that's okay. If you don't screw up, it means that you're just in this comfort zone, and the comfort zone is not your friend, right? All the good stuff happens outside of your comfort zone because that's where the action is, right? So remember that. Now back to the, I get off on tangent. I'm sorry, my ADHD kicks in. So. I love it. <laughs> the tangents are the best. Keep rolling. So with um, with that being said, what what so in real estate is the exact same thing is what your people are right? The home service providers and and they're they're trying to get usually local people in their community. So let me tell you the best key to my success both in my real estate business. So if you're a real estate person, you know uh, local professional. Any people that you're serving, Josh, this will work for you, right? Your job is to give as much value as possible to your community without, without ever asking for anything in return. If you look at companies like Whole Foods, Nike, Google, the Fortune 500 companies, they all do something called um, content marketing. I call it engagement marketing, which means basically that you engage your community. You're always there to help them, to support them, to give them advice without ever saying, hey, look at me, I'm the best realtor in the world, right? Mm -hmm. You are the go-to, trusted, respected authority resource for everything community-related and put your name in, like whether it's a window washing or um, carpet cleaning. You know, your job is to be the expert in carpet cleaning and make sure you let your community know as well as be the community expert in everything that's happening in the community. The best way to do that is by utilizing social media, by doing what you're doing, Josh, by having a podcast or and using video. So for me, I've gotten my community to get to know me, to like me, and trust me in both my coaching business and in my real estate business by basically being the trusted resource, the authority figure, and the expert in my subject, but also by absolutely engaging the community about what's happening and giving advice and support and telling them about local events that are happening, interviewing other companies, you know, um, holding fundraisers, like just being out there and being present and making sure I break down that barrier of the noise, right? And how do you, how do you make sure there's hundreds of carpet cleaners, there's hundreds of termite companies, there's hundreds of realtors, right? How do you stand out from the hundreds? You stand out by being seen, by being heard, and that's how you're known, right? Mm. And you're not mm -hmm. saying, like, like Josh, I'm sure that you don't say, hey, I'm the best, you know, Josh guy in the world. Oh, my God, hire me. <laughs> right? Like, no. What do you do? You are doing things like this awesome podcast. You're helping your community. You're giving them advice. You're serving them. You are breaking down the barrier. You're getting them to trust you. That's exactly what your people need to be doing in their community. And if they do that, 
they will rule in their field. Like, so, and it happens usually, what I found from my students across the country is that usually, if they are absolutely consistent and do it the way that I teach them at about month five, they see, I mean, massive success in their business. It's kind of like what you told me about my po- the podcast, right? Which I'm going to mm-hmm. do, by the way. Yep. You said, Krista, give it 12 months. If you're not willing to give it a 12-month commitment, don't do it. And I heard you. And I, I so know that to be the case because I see that with almost everything in life, right? It's all of a sudden people always say, oh, my gosh, she was successful overnight. She just has it lucky and, you know, a star is born overnight. BS. Like there's all this stuff behind. And then all of a sudden one day it just hits. But you have to be willing to give it the time and be as consistent as possible. And did I say give it the time? Did I say be as consistent as possible? If you can do those two things over and over again, you will crush it. I I don't even know what to say. I have so many thoughts in my head. That was so great. You know, people are looking for like this magical unicorn fairy dust. This is one of the things I always talk about on on my show, right? We want to skip the fundamental stuff the blocking, the tackling, the throwing, the catching, the basic things that have always worked for all of human history to create momentum and build wealth for your family. That stuff hasn't changed. Technology's changed, the mediums have changed, the platforms have changed, but the way to be successful and and to break through the noise is really the same it's always been. You have to serve, you have to give, you have to add massive value, you have to play the long game. What I see a lot of people doing is they're just super transactional. They're chasing dollars. They're like, they just want to get the money, get the money, rather than thinking long-term and being relational. Um, I Obviously, you're going to agree, agree with that. I don't know if it's fear-based or if they're being selfish or, or what it is. What, what are your thoughts? So, you know that I think the stats are it's eight times more expensive to, to a, acquire a customer, a new customer than it is to retain an old one, right? Yep. And, um I'm reading a book right now. I'm going to look what it's called. It's called the never, never lose a customer for life. I believe that's what it's called. So I'm reading like 15 books. I listen to them constantly. So, um, and the whole entire book talks about not like taking such good care of the people that are right in front of you that you'll never, ever lose a client again. Right. And, And it's so much about just serving the people that you already have and taking the best possible care of them. I cannot agree with what you just said more than anything. And in fact, um, that's a, a part of my business this year that we're really, my goals for 2019 are focusing on not just lead generation but and lead nurture and conversion and fulfillment, but also retention, resale, and refer, right? The last part of the sales process, getting people to retain, to resell with you, and to refer with you. That's a client-based relationship. And if you can do that, the return, re- retain, refer, resell in the sales process will be easier and you'll end up spending less money, right? Because they're just raving fans. So take care of your people. Be just as diligent about the lead generation, I'm sorry, just as diligent about the nurturing and the client relationship as you are with the lead generation. In fact, you should even be more concentrated with, like I love your, your um, um, and you just told me about which I love it so much, uh, Jim, send Jim. Like, oh my God, send Jim is amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I can't believe how affordable it is, number one. And the fact that it's so simple and you can stay in the front of your people for the cost of nothing is just brilliant. Like, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. It's nice to, for you to say that because I'm super biased. But, yeah, people are obsessed with the, I call it, this is an analogy you can use too, but I, I say people are obsessed with the spigot. So like a water spigot that you turn on, the water comes out. That's lead generation. That's getting new customers. They're obsessed with that. But what's happening is the water goes into a bucket 
and the bucket has holes in it. And so you're filling it up with new customers, but all of your other customers are going at the bottom. I don't know if it's like this in real estate, but in home services, what happens is after a period of time of growth, people will flatline and get stuck at like maybe $300,000 a year in revenue. They don't grow anymore. And they'll get stuck like that for 15 years. And the reason is, is that the amount of new customers coming into their business each month is equal to the amount of people going out the bottom of their bucket because they never stay top of mind. They, they don't have a relationship. They only had a transaction. They're not reminding people, nurturing people, serving people. They don't do any of that because they're only focused on getting new meat, right? And the other analogy I use is they, it's like they're a lion chasing a gazelle for a meal and then they have to find another gazelle over and over and over rather than being a farmer, you know, and having a tomato plant or something. And then, you know, it keeps making unlimited tomatoes forever, right? Um, for me, it's hard because it's, it's frustrating because this seems obvious to me. I don't understand why people don't do it like this. Uh, it drives me crazy. It makes my eye twitch. Can you see my eye twitching? I'm like, yeah. I'm like what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, spend a few dollars send your customer a thank you card and a, a little a gift or something, send them something in a month or two. Like this is not hard stuff, but almost nobody actually does it. Why don't they do it? Well, you know, let's, let's talk about why don't they do it. Okay. So you and I had a conversation yesterday, right? And okay. I was like, okay, here's what I want to do. I want to, you know, when my, when my, when I get the client, I want to send them a brownies, you know, as a, Hey, thanks for working with me. When they go into escrow, I want to send them something else. Like congratulations, you're in escrow. When contingencies are removed, I want to, you know, like this whole sales process, on day 60, hey, after the house closes, how is it going, right? So you spend 150 bucks and you make 10,000 or whatever it might be, okay? Or, or let's just say you make 4,000 and you still send 100 bucks. Like that's, you know, 40 times less than what you made. It's nothing. But those people, number here does two things. Number one, if there's ever a problem in, in any kind of sales situation or whatever, if you've taken care of your, your customer and you've communicated with them and you've been good to them, when the problems happen, they don't freak out. But if you haven't, when the problems come, the problems are multiplied by 100, right? So that's a one great reason to make sure that you take care of the people that are in front of you. And then also, because it's costing you less money. And you said something really important. You said, people just think that people are going to automatically come to you, right? I will tell you one of the biggest mistakes that I ever made in my real estate business. And I'll tell you something. My customers love me, okay? Did I say this? They love me. And I thought, because I, was, I wasn't educated enough, I just didn't have a preference at the time, I didn't keep in contact with my customers the first like 12 years of me being in real estate, okay? And I still killed it. But I'll tell you, I would have been in the top 0.1.0% of agents if I had kept a good CRM and kept in touch with them. So now when you keep in touch with your clients and you can do it so simply through utilizing social media and video, okay? because you're inadvertently prospecting all the time because Facebook's algorithm and pixel, once people interact with you, they automatically will continue to put your, st your stuff in front of them if you do it correctly, and you're inadvertently reminding them who you are and what you're doing. They cannot forget about you. You couple that, right, with actually serving them and actually you know, doing nice things like your, the handwritten cards and you know, maybe once in a while sending them a brownie or whatever it might be or some golden gummy bears. They're just like, wow, you know? And, and again, without ever asking for anything in return, and if you do that, they're going to give to you tenfold. It's just, it's the law of reciprocity. That's why when you go to, you know, Costco and you get a sample, you buy it because you feel obligated to purchase because you just got the sample. It's the same thing, right? Totally. It's funny. I just, my 11 year old just did like a little report for me and I had him studying persuasion so he could get game time. Like he has to study something valuable and then 
but he was talking about reciprocity and like the studies they've done with waitresses and the, the way that they, their tips will increase if they give the candy at the end of the meal a certain yeah. way. And he was like super nerding out on it and thought it was amazing. For me, it, it feels like cheating. It's so easy. All you got to do for everybody listening is actually care about people. Number one, actually serve them without any kind of massive expectation in the short term and do that forever and ever. Really, really, really good stuff happens if you just do that. Um, people are terrified to make videos. Uh, I don't know on the realtor side if it is. I've mentioned oh, yeah. the importance of videos, but they're scared to do it bad or they don't know what to talk about. Do you have any tips or anything to, to, <laughs> to help with that? So first of all, everyone is terrified, right? So I, I have over 300 clients uh, across the country and I mean, the entire first two weeks, I make them do a video every day. And they're, and I'm not even kidding, Josh, one out of 30, and that's probably even being, I'm, I should be, probably say one out of 35, will be like, oh, okay, I'm okay with it. I, I don't mind. The other 29 or 34 are like, oh my God, video. <laughs> like, no. uh, and I'm like, who cares? Nobody cares if you have a big purple nose or a big, huge fat butt or whatever it is, or, you know, <laughs> if you're bald or if you think that you're too skinny or too fat or too whatever, nobody cares. And here's the best part about it is that when you utilize video and people get to see you, you're going to attract the clients that want to work with you and like your personality type, and you're going to detract the ones that don't. What does that mean? It means that you're going to like your job a lot more because the a-holes that you don't want to work with anyways are not going to want to work with either. <laughs> you know, that's what it means. And so here's the easiest way to get over video is just do it. Just like the first time you rode a bike or, you know, made you know, lasagna and you sucked at it. Now you're a pro. I mean, it's a matter of just doing it and just, just reminding yourself that nobody cares that much. I tell my students all the time, get out of your head. Nobody cares that much, right? But if you want to have a different business, I mean, think about it. Let's just use the industry. Give me some industries that you work with so I can give some analysis. Um Okay, lawn care, landscaping, window cleaning, pressure washing, roof cleaners, contractors. Plumbing. Okay, okay, so take any of those. Let's just take, take window cleaning. So for every... You know, you do one window cleaning video like, hey, you want to know one of the best ways for you to get, you know, to clean your windows? It's by using um, vinegar and water and doing it this way. And if you do it, you know, this much, it'll keep the white stuff off the windows, right? And then the other three videos are just like, hey, you know, this weekend they're having a hot dog festival and you can get two for one hot dogs and you bring your blah, blah, blah. Or, hey, the best place to go on a date. And then another video on if you do that and the community you're just giving and you're not saying give me your money, you're saying, hey, if you want your windows washed, here's a trick on how to do it well, right? 99% mm -hmm. of people do not wash their own windows. It's a pain in the butt. They don't have a ladder. They're going to want to hire you. And I'll tell you, everyone needs a freaking window washer, and they don't even know who to call, right? That's a, that's a, it's a, They're in your house. They're doing all this stuff. If they can see that you are educating them and giving them value and advice and helping and serving and give away all your best stuff ever because it doesn't matter, they'll still mm -hmm. call you, you'll get called more. Oh my gosh. It's so true. It's so good. So like a local CEO of a little service company, it just becomes a pillar in the community. So they make a video talk, you know, reviewing the new restaurant that just came, or there's a something happening at the school. They make a short video, just adding value, helping people out. Uh, Google's algorithm, or I'm sorry, Facebook's algorithm is helping serve that up to all the local people as they get engagement. And then you just sprinkle in hints that you're, you know, a, a landscaper or whatever it is that you do. That's, that's really good. Um, Let's talk a little bit about your coaching business because you went, I mean, that's a majorly different everything. Everything about it's different. You go from being a realtor selling homes, crushing in your market to saying, okay, I'm going to build an internet business and try to convince other realtors to give me a whole bunch of money. 
I'm sure it's not inexpensive, right? And you, you've built a funnel and did all that. How did that part of your life unfold? Okay, so, um, you know, I was, I remember, so I'm ha- really happily married. I've been with my husband for um, 10 years. I've been married to almost 11 years, actually. I've been married almost 10 in, in about six months. So, um, like, happily remarried. And when the market was crazy, I mean, I sold 169 homes my my one year and they were all like foreclosures and short sales. It was, I was a madhouse and it was just me and two assistants. And my husband looked at my phone was ringing. I'm not kidding, Josh. Like I would go into an appointment for an hour and I come back out and I'd have, I'm not, I'm like 17 messages and I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> I'd answer 17 messages and then I'd have 15 more. It was like, I was just, um, it was crazy. And so when we'd get offers and we'd have like 27 offers on one property and I have to enter every single offer into the portal and I had 17 different banks I worked for. So I had, it was just the craziest time. And so I was in the car one time with him and my phone was going off the hook like crazy and I answered it and I hung up and he goes, Krista, you are not just nice. He's like, you are just, you are not nice to that person. And he's like, you, you don't sound like you like your job anymore. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, I love being nice. Like, I love people to love me. I'm a people pleaser. I want everyone happy. And I, lo- I don't like having enemies, you know? I, and so I was like, Oh my God, you're right. Like what the hell, you know? So it made me realize that I was, I, I was ready for a change. So I stayed doing real estate for about five years. And about three years ago, I started kind of hiring different coaches and doing different things and taking different trainings and programs and then didn't work. And then all of a sudden I found ClickFunnels in our mastermind group. And I really just dove in. And I also made a decision to not be afraid to let my real estate business take a sideshow, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I realized like I'm here to serve and I'm here to help people. That's, I mean, I love inspiring people. I'm good at motivating. I know what I teach works like beyond a shadow of a doubt. I know I can teach it to anyone and I want to help more people. And so I just made the decision and I, and I just killed it, <laughs> you know? And, um, and it was only because I think I finally, two things, I gave up being afraid that I was going to lose out because I was so successful in my other business and I was afraid I wouldn't do as well. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. And also, yep. This is a huge thing. I was so worried that if I gave them my secrets away in real estate, that I would lose business in real estate. And so I was kind of like holding back. And once I quit doing that and just like completely gave every part of me, all my knowledge on my business, all, every secret away, wrote this book, every secrets in the book that I did, my business just exploded. Mm. Isn't that funny? <laughs> That's a scary thing to do. Like, I mean, if you're listening to this and if you are a professional, whatever it might be, and you know, you're thinking, well, heck no, I'm not going to tell them everything because they don't need me. It's actually completely the opposite. The more that you tell them people need help, right? Like they need you. They, they need you to help get them there. Just like I needed click funnels, right? I needed wrestle to help me really figure out how to run a funnel. You know, how to, mm-hmm. you know, I know how to use Facebook like crazy. I'm great with video, but I didn't know how to actually reach people that you know through funnels and so he taught me funnels and I incorporated them with what I already knew which is Facebook ads and and video and it was just like but I needed all of it and, and if it without him I wouldn't have gotten there so it's just it just it's all full, full circle I feel like I'm rambling <laughs> no you're not rambling it I just think it's fascinating because you really quickly generated two million dollars in the coaching business side plus just out of the blue, like <laughs> let's, let's, okay, let's let's say that though. So here's one thing I think people forget they forget, right? Like they just think it's just as easy as oh, you just created X, Y, and Z. Well, well, when you to make 
that first million, I probably spent 999,000. <laughs> like, you know how it goes, right? Like when, like truthfully, when you're starting a business, you know, luckily I had the proceeds to put into it from my other, you know, I'm really good about saving, but it cost me a lot of money to make that. And so I remember one, one month, um, it was like around month seven, my assistant's like, oh my God, well, we had kind of a good month. And I was like, oh, cool, you know, tell me. And she's like, we made X, Y, Z. And it was like this really big number. I was like, holy crap. And she's like, and we spent like X, Y, Z, which was, we've I made five. <laughs> oh, so every single employee in the company made more than me. And I, we barely like, I barely profited $5,000. But you know what? I kept on going and now my profits are starting to, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so it's not as easy when you look at somebody and think, oh, you made $2 million, not even close. It, it, it costs a ton of time, energy and effort and sacrifice to get there. And now we're seeing the profits. And I feel like people always forget to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, they do. I mean, revenue is a, what's called a vanity metric and it doesn't tell the story. I mean, profit tells a real story. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, one thing that bothers me, and this happens on the home service side a lot, I don't know if you hear this, but people say like, well, you know, making a million dollars is easy. It's the profit that counts. And what, what, they're, what they're doing when they say that, first of all, making a million dollars is not easy. That's why they haven't done it. But they like to say that so they feel good about themselves. Uh, like I totally could do it if I wanted to, but I'm choosing to have a tiny business, which is just their own head garbage, right? But yes, yes, profit's the most important thing, but doing something that big in a new market and taking the necessary action and making the investment, that's a massive mindset shift for, you know for most people. Though, honestly, like I love what I'm doing again. I mean, I, and you know, and I feel bad because I, I loved real estate and I almost felt guilty leaving it because I was so good at it and, I'm, and I've mastered it. But I felt as though like I wasn't living it to my full potential. And I also felt like I know I meant for higher things and I meant to help people and I meant to help other people achieve more because I'm really good at inspiring people and I wasn't doing it. So now like I have, I love my job. I love getting up and I love helping people. Now, instead of getting stressed out sellers, right? Cause there's, there's the most stressful thing in the whole world. I get people telling me, Oh my God, my business is blowing up. You've helped me so much. My mind shift is different. Like I, I'm, I'm doing what I was meant to do, but mm -hmm. had I just stopped, and stayed doing what I was doing because it was definitely comfortable. I was making a great living. I'm debt free. Had I just stuck and stayed there, I don't know. I, I would I would be miserable, you know. And that sounds so bad to say, but I was unhappy with that aspect of my life because I was just exhausted. I mean, selling 150 homes, 100 plus homes a year, 16 years is 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 a lot, you know. And mm -hmm. it was just it was wearing on me. So thank I'm so thankful and blessed that I was able to take that jump because it was scary, Josh. I mean, I mean, it's still something. Like, oh my gosh, it's scary. Like I, my, my parents were going, Krista, you know, people aren't going to pay you that kind of money. Number one. And number two, like you can't just leave your real estate. You're, why would you, you're so successful. And then of course I listened to them for a little while and then I'm going, but I'm not happy anymore, you know? And so now I am. Yeah. I feel blessed. So I don't know. I'm very thankful. So cool. I love hanging out with cool people. And for everybody that's listening, you just hung out with a really cool person named Krista, <laughs> who's my new buddy. Uh, Krista, what are some final words of encouragement or kicks in the butt or something you would say to someone who they want to, to achieve more? They, they don't want to be like everybody else. They want to do something big, but they're not doing it. What would you say to get them to, to move forward? Uh, I should, I should have that answer off the top of my head. Um, what I would tell them is, is honestly, you just have to do it. And you, you just have to do it. You have to make the conscious decision 
And what I do every morning is I wake up in the morning, number one, and, my, and I first I, I write down everything that I'm thankful for. I try to write six things down that I'm thankful for, right? Then I make sure that I read my manifesto and I always visualize my day. Okay, you know, what, what I actually, um, and how I'm going to see my day, right? Then I take six things, this is what I learned from Chet Holmes, but I take six things that I really want to make sure that I do, put the hardest one first, and then I time block it. If you can at least write down every single day six things that you're grateful for, visualize what your day is going to look like, and then write down six things you're going to accomplish, and put the hardest one first, and you know, and then and then check it off. Like it feels so good to check it off, Josh. Like you're just like, yes, I did that. If you <laughs> have it, and and again, the habit of doing that, of being very intentional about your day. So it's a matter of being intentional. And being consistent and giving it the time and knowing that no matter what, you can't stop. Because honestly, the only way that you can fail at anything that you do is if you stop. Like that really is the case. No matter what it is, you will always succeed if you don't ever stop. It might take you longer, but just don't stop. And also get help. Like be, just know that for you to get where you want to go, you're going to need to help have someone help you that's more experienced in the areas that you're weak, right? And that's okay. And, and keep on doing that. And, and once you've gotten there, don't not continue to get help because you've gotten there. Because why would you stop doing something that worked <laughs> in the first place, you know? Right. I love it. That's great advice. Thank you so much for hanging out. Krista, you're a rock star. I can't wait to see you, hopefully, at the next uh, Inner Circle meeting in Boise. Uh, hopefully, we go to the same one. That'll be awesome. And uh, how can people connect with you, get your book, uh, if they have questions or they just want to stalk you and watch your cool videos? <laughs> well, uh, they can, it's Krista Mayshore, um, and K Krista, it's K-R-I-S-T-A Mayshore, M-A-S-H-O-R-E.com. And then if you're interested in the real estate book, um, you can, you know, find it on the website. And if you're interested in the new book, you can see that in January, February. And I am just going to be opening a podcast. I'm doing it in 60 days. I don't know what it's going to be called yet, Josh, but because of you, my friend, I am doing it. And here's a good example, people. You wait in 60 days, you're going to see that I actually do it. Am I nervous? Yes, because you know what? Technically, that makes me nervous. Do I have a lot of time? Not a lot. Do I want it? Do I need to see more massive action in my business? Yes. And how I know I can get there by doing a podcast. So I'm doing what I'm telling you to do. I'm doing it. Just do it. Damn, you savage. <laughs> you savage. I love it. High five. Thank High you five. so much. You're Thanks awesome. Fun. I really appreciate you having me. I love what you're doing for your community. I mean, I feel like when I talk to you, I'm you you we have so much of the same lingo. It's a cool. I just. I mean, I, this sounds so cheesy, but it's true. And my audience already knows it's true. I really, 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 really care about these people. And sometimes I want to smack them. And sometimes I want to hug them and give them a noogie. But uh, I just want them to make changes. They're job creators. They're world changers. You know, they have little kids looking up to the mommy and daddy do being an entrepreneur, even though their whole family, extended family was negative and they're fighting through it. And they're trying to listen to a podcast while they're on the way to the job site and their employee doesn't show up. And it's really hard to do what they're doing. And I love being able to encourage and inspire and kind of kick them in the butt and high five them and, and cheer, cheer them on. Cause I think it's really important. I think America is the greatest country on the planet and the history of mankind. And I think that small business is the backbone of America. And yeah. So with that being said, America, that's all I can say. You're awesome. <laughs> well, they are lucky to have you and everyone continue to, 
to learn and implement and master what you're what he's teaching you and keep on showing up because he's got some good stuff and I you 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 do care and I love the fact that it's not just about your business but it's your family it's your marriage and you know I love that you have your kids doing that stuff like they have to earn something by doing something with their brain brilliant I wish I'd have done that with my kids <laughs> well I you know what's weird is I think we underestimate kids because they're little but they really get into this stuff. They, they think it's really fascinating. And so we'll, we went to a movie yesterday. Okay, so on Sunday, I came in, had a meeting with you, and then we went to a movie. And the whole way we're driving there, our kids are talking about business concepts. And, and like we were talking about, I can't remember, but I'm not forcing them to. It's just interesting to them as they're learning more. They feel like they have like super secret weapons or knowledge that no other kids understand. And they, they're like, oh, I see how that guy marketed to us. Oh, they're trying to use scarcity right now. And they're like eight. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's fun. It's fun and it's valuable for them. So, um, yeah, thank you again, Krista, for your time. Uh, take care and I'll talk to you very soon. I appreciate you having it. You have a great day. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.